Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Hello friends, I am so excited that today we begin a brand new series, Healthy Families. I am also very excited about this new series. Now, Jules and I have been married for 14 years, and by the grace of God, we have four lovely children. Now, is our family perfect? Not by any means, but with Jesus at the center of our family, every day we strive to be a happy, healthy, and strong family, and that's what God wants for you and I in our families. When we were getting married, I remember, Vanita, I walked down the aisle and then I watched you come uh, in your beautiful gown. And I had this huge dream of happily ever after. Uh, But the first two years didn't seem like that. They were full of challenges and I almost thought it would never be possible to have a healthy, happy and strong family. The reality is today, Vanita, that families are really under attack sadly that is the case and we see that this has been happening all the way since genesis now god authored family when he created adam and eve but satan attacked adam and eve and even today we see him attacking family and that's why we have divorce separation, uh, domestic violence and abuse. We have all this gender-based confusion and so many other forms of dysfunction in our families. But you know what? God, the author of family, has a restorative plan for our families. That is why as Watoto, we are very, very passionate about family. And so we've started this series on healthy families. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16 says, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And there's a promise and you will find rest for your souls. You know, we are at the crossroads in family. Especially when you think about the fact that family is the basic unit for where human life begins. No wonder the enemy attacks family. The voices that speak into family are so many. But which one are we going to listen to? That's why when we are at the crossroads, we better be wise. Let's ask for the ancient paths, which is God's way. And so in the series, we're going to talk about God's design. We're going to talk about God's intent for his design. We will handle issues on intentional parenting. Parenting today is very different because our young people and children are living in a different world. We're going to talk about communication, how to deal with infidelity, matters of finance. I mean, we're going to handle a number of those subjects in the next number of weeks. There's this one particular weekend I'm very excited about. It will be dedicated to praying for all these issues of dysfunction that is just talked about. And so if you have things of family bondages, conflict, uh, unforgiveness, separation, whatever the dysfunctions you're dealing with in family, 
This is one thing I know. The word of God says that the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. So when God's children get together and pray, there is no family dysfunction that can stand against the name of Jesus. So come ready to pray and experience a breakthrough in those areas in your family. It is possible for you to have a strong healthy happy family whether you're a young person hoping to get married or you are married and you're living in a family that doesn't represent those things it is still possible that's why as we pioneer again we're going to be talking about god's word god's way to build a healthy strong and happy family god bless you amen amen and what a privilege for me today to bring God's word, to share God's way to us right here at Wadodo. Wadodo is not an event that you come to. We are family. And as we focus on family, especially this month, we want you to sign up in your hearts to be among those that will say we will see our family strong, healthy, and happy. Every one of us comes from a family. I don't know in what state your family is. Some of us, our families are strong and happy and life is happening. Some of us, like at one time, I remember when I was still young, I looked forward to leaving home. Not to go for my own family. My home was very humble. I, I decided something bigger and better and brighter, like we sing it. But I didn't know how to do that. But I thank God who spoke to me and said, stay home until we see the salvation of the Lord in this family. And I want to thank God that my mother, my brother, my sisters, my wife, my children are born again. And I I believe it can happen. Yes, you could be in this fight. And that's why we say when we are at crossroads, when every voice is coming our way, let's get back to the word of God. And friends, let's turn together to the great book of beginnings, Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 to 25. And as you make your way there, maybe your phone is slow, so, or you don't know how to find your way there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, gives us a brief on God's design. He created the heavens and the earth, and he intended them to bring him glory. And after he had created everything, the Bible says he created man. And in verse 26, especially says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he placed him in the garden with a mission to look after the to God. Man didn't choose that. God chose it for him. And in chapter 2, we get more detail. And if we could read together on how God established the first family. In verse 8, it says, The Lord God said, It's not good for a man to be alone. I'll make help suitable for him. Was man simply lonely? Could have been. But more important, No single man could accomplish the work and the plan of God to dominate 
to domineer, to supervise and represent God by himself. He needed someone to come alongside so that together they bring God's glory to the rest of the world. It was impossible for a man by himself to do it. Now again, God, the Bible says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. Delegated authority. God could have named all these different things. He said, I'm giving this authority to man. He is to have dominion. He needs to name it. So every living creature that came before him gave it a name. And it's an exercise of authority that God has given to man. Verse 20 says, So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But Adam found no suitable helper. The monkeys couldn't help him. The elephants couldn't help him. The crocodiles were quite croaky. And so he left them out. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of man. And he brought her to the man. The man broke out into song. The first rap that we find in the world. He said, now this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. For she was taken out of man. Remember he was sleeping when the woman was made. But he had had that connection and knowing that this is what God is doing. He broke out into song. Not simply because she was tall and slender. We don't know what her height was. The Bible never declares. All right? And I think God kept her in sleep so that he would not disrupt her and say, add this, reduce this. No. No. He simply said, sleep, I will bring a suitable helper for you. All right? And the Bible says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Unity. Intimacy. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Not because their conscience was destroyed, but the glory of God rested on them. What they were doing would honor God and were actually the blessing of God. And friends, this is where we want to be as families. Where God is supreme and his blessing is on our lives. So that in everything we do, there's no shame, there's no guilt, but his blessing and his joy fills our hearts. That's what we are here for. And that's why we say when we live in this world as it is right now, many voices seeking to take position. That's why we want to go back to God's design. And the number of things that I want to, to bring out from this because it's important for us to know God's design. When you want to have something beautiful and usable, you need to have a plan. It's just that here in Uganda, sometimes we don't fully understand plans. We work things out as things go. You want a beautiful house, but you have little money. So you dodge the city authorities and build your thing in a swamp. You get more money, you add another room. You get more money, you add the bathroom and all these other different things. But such building will not bring your life out. 
the great life that you need to see a design. And that's why I'm so excited about the design we have for the Watoro downtown building. We already know what is going to be where because it serves a purpose. All right? And when that building is built, if there be any issue in trouble, we know where the power lines are flowing, where the water lines are flowing, we can get to it because we are going to build according to the design. Now, think about your life. Are you building your life according to the design that God has for your family? In Kambala, many young people simply say, I've grown up, I'm above 18. Some are even below 18 because Uganda, we have the highest teenage prisoners. They say, you know what, I feel it, it's good, move in. That is not God's way. And so, I want to talk about three pillars that will help us to build strong, healthy, and happy families. And no matter where your family is at, could be broken, could be in a place and a situation where you say, no hope, I'm here to declare to you, there is hope. When we do the right thing in the right way, God will bless us and we will see his goodness in the land of the living. I grew up in a dysfunctional family. I used to say my father was a non-resident father. And indeed, he wasn't there. But I thank God. Through the fellowship of the church, through models like Pastor Gary Skida, I can now say I'm a father of four boys, a husband to one and only wife. Next year, we are celebrating 25 years. That is God's grace. God can turn your situation around. Because God is interested in your family. Your family is not an accident. God has a plan. And when we come back to his design, we will find peace and prosperity and the healing that we need. So pillar one, very simple and basic. Every relationship that God builds is built on covenant. And so for the family to be healthy, it must be built on the marriage covenant. We notice from God's word that God took Adam complete and whole in himself, but he still needed a suitable helper. And God brought the woman to him. Verse 22 in Genesis chapter 2 says, Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Very important. Very significant. The Bible doesn't say, and Adam went out and looked for the cutest lady. No. He was busy, complete in the work of God. And God, who knew his need, brought the right full person. The Bible doesn't tell us how tall she was or how slender she was. Those are our own imaginations. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, some... Some people are looking for the tall, dark, and handsome guy, six feet plus. And in Uganda, they are rare to begin with. (laughs) But you know what God designed you to be? He could have designed you to be like me, five, six, something like that. My measurements keep sometimes changing depending on where I've gone. But he could be looking for that strong hunk of a guy. The muscles are rippling. But his head is above wisdom. <laughs> you will have trouble in your life. So, it's important that you allow God to bring this person to you. 
And we try to have this repeated. As we do our wedding ceremonies, we are telling parents, yes, release your daughter to that man. Parents, walk with your daughter down the aisle and you're handing over that lady, not just to the man, but to God who created her for this family relationship. Remember, God's design is that we will be strong, healthy, and happy, and able to fulfill God's plan in the entire world. God brought this complete woman to a complete man. And that's why, again, you find the Bible says, and the two shall become one. I think the mathematical explanation for that is that God is using a multiplication factor. So if you're incomplete in yourself and say, I'll become a man when I get married, there's trouble. When you say, I become a man when I have children, and especially boys are the firstborn, you are in traditional chaos. Your life is not going to be all right. So we need to get back to God's design. Complete. Friends, it's key that we understand that. But maybe you're a sharp city girl, sharp city boy. The economy showed you that if you stay together, rent is cut in two. If you stay together, one plate can serve the two of you. You buy one Rolex, cut it into two, you feel happy. No, we don't come as become husband and wife because of convenience. We come become husband and wife in the presence of God for his plans and purposes. It's important that we understand that. And again, it's covenant, not a contract. Not if it feels good, I'll stay. It feels bad, it won't work out. And I know I've talked to some people and say, you know, my life is so mean. I was happy. Then I got married. Some go on to say, I got a raw deal. And I've learned to tell them, you know what? If it is raw, cook it. If it cannot be cooked, turn it into a salad. Something beautiful that you'll enjoy and be delighted in. Let it be amazing. And that's why we go back to God's design. When, when God brought this woman to Adam, he broke out into joy and celebration. Now life could go on. But we live in a world where many things happen. So some Pharisees in Matthew chapter 19, verse 3 to 8, represented many, and I think even some people here, they came to Jesus to test him and say, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? And we have this debate these days. No, we've discovered divorce is okay if there's been A, B, C, and D. It, they say, okay, for purpose of personal security, you divorce. How did Jesus respond to that? He said, let's go back to God's design. In the beginning, it was not so. But men... Moses gave you a certificate or gave you permission to divorce on account of the fact that your hearts are hardened. Not that God wanted it, but your hearts are hardened. So friends, you may be in that situation to say, no, I'm up, I'm out, I'm done, I'm fed up. First look at your personal heart. Is your heart right with God? Because sin distorts our vision. Sin takes what God brought us. To us, this white light shining night in um, armor now becomes a nightmare. Let us 
turn back to God. I believe through repentance, there's going to be a change in our lives. So it's important that we get to that. And I believe, and we read from God's word in Genesis chapter 1, 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. So in this marriage relationship, this covenant relationship, God gives us the gift of children. We don't see Adam coming into the relationship with Eve saying, man, you know, I came. I already have my own here. How many do you have? Let's sort it out. God, marriage, then the children. But there could be many different situations you are faced with. That's why I'm saying let's get back to God's word. What does God want to say about children? You could have been called um, a disaster by your own parents. You've been rejected. Maybe in a situation, and the other day I was reading behind the taxi, says, you don't have to, to ask who you are or whose child is who. Do a DNA test. God's design was not for us to know our children through DNA test. We follow his design, it will be simple and basic. So it's important that we understand that. What's the second pillar? The second pillar, as we see God's design, the husband is the head of the family. He's a leader. God placed him there. It's a position that God gave him. He didn't fight his way to leadership. I know we live in a society where I will fight my way there. I'll get my money there. I'll do my connections there. God placed man as the head of the family. Remember, he has a bigger vision, a bigger purpose for man to be able or for the world to be in good control. He had created man in his image to be his representative and says, man, you're going to be my leader. And we see this exercise in Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. It says, now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. He's giving him authority. They get authority to him on how to handle these living creatures. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. I know we try to do this in life by taking pets at home. You buy your dog and you give it a name. Think about it. Joshua. <laughs> and you train it. Go, come, jump, sit, don't bark, and other things. You are the man of authority in that life. In the same way, God says, I've given you authority to give leadership on all of this so that you can. He says, Matt, it's not good for you to be alone. So in verse 22, the Lord God made a suitable helper for him. He took woman from the rib of the man, not from the rest. We see equality here. They're one and the same. All created in the image of God. They have equal responsibility before him. And this man, again, by God's grace, is given a responsibility or is allowed to give her a name. Woman. Born of my bones, flesh of my flesh. He's recognizing what God has done. What's God's design? Complete man in God. Recognizes and receives what God has brought him. A complete person in him. And together... We do life. That's where we want to be. God blesses us with children. But sin again brought trouble. 
And when sin came in, trouble arose. Eve took a stroll out in the garden with Adam following. Looks like he hadn't done a complete job of telling her what was forbidden of God. And of course, the enemy is tricky. So she's tricked to think, man, this is a breakthrough. Let me advise my husband, who was silent, didn't take up leadership, and he did eat of the fruit. I want you to notice that nothing seems to happen, or nothing is recorded as having happened until Adam, the leader, took responsibility. In fact, God confronted Adam first. And when we see the judgment that comes, it's because Adam did not follow through God's word. God has chosen for our families to be healthy, strong, and happy. We must understand God's divine order. And again, remember that this family, husband and wife, Ephesians chapter 5 tells us that we they represent the relationship of Christ and the church. So it's important. Paul says in chapter 5, verse 22, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. That's God's design. And so we need to accept. I know we live in a world, say, you look at your husband, he's, he lacks something. He's not as educated as you would, as you want. So you're propping him, always correcting him in public because he always forgets the wedding date. He's turning to the right into traffic, yet your, your design turns you to the left. And so it's important. So we handle that. God intended that. Husbands, it's important that you fulfill this role. The Bible tells us clear, don't frustrate your children as fathers, but also don't be mean to your wife. It says, as Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her, do the same. He didn't say, give up on her. She's slow. No. He gave himself up for her. It's important. Maybe you're in an abusive situation. I want you to turn back to God. But you know, for some of us, part of the situation we are in, again, we've not followed God's design. We simply move in. It's the circumstances that describe our relationship. What do I mean? You've been in this relationship for the last five years. You have four children, and you assume you are the wife. Does having children make you the wife? That's a discussion for another day. And so you say, come help me. My husband is beating me. He's simply some dude you walked into with and assumed. And you tell, you know, when, when I retire... I will wed you. And he doesn't seem to be like retiring, especially in, in a place where there's renewal of retirement and where we have machines that can change your birth date. So you have been at 53 for the last 10 years, not yet ready for retirement. And so we are saying, hey, friends, let's get back to God's word. So God's design. We begin the family on the foundation of marriage covenant. 
Two, the husband is the head. Three, the wife is a suitable helper. And we've said this again and again. God says it's not good for a man to be alone. He says, I'll make a helper suitable for him. And when he brought this woman to the man, he broke out into a song and he said, this is now. Indicating now, for what I've been longing for, what I've been desiring, this is the person. Now, reference to the term that is used for suitable helper, the wife, is the same term that's used in reference to the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'll send you a helper, your counselor, your advocate, one that will work. So it's mentioned several times in the Bible. Being a suitable helper is a very honorable position. It's not a running over. I know we live in the days and writers say, hey, we have our rights. We can do what men do. And there are many things men do. But with this freedom, emancipation, women have gone on even the level, if he cheats on me, I will also cheat on him. And if you, man, he must have equal pain. No, it's not that way. That's the only way to bring disaster on your life. So what does the Bible recommend? It says, wife, be a supporter of your husband. Cheer him on. Man, guys... Allow me to say, we go through stuff. We go through stuff. We need somebody to cheer you on. I mean, auditors come, there are issues. Um, evaluations come, there are issues. Now, when you want to go home, you want to find a place Sunday, who knows? Yes, you have challenges, but you are still creating an image of God. And you are complete in him. And she comes alongside to support you. Please don't be a sabotage. Is it a saboteur? Don't be someone that comes along. And I know sometimes as you grow, ladies begin to talk about my children. My children. So the men begin to fade away, away, away in the whole picture. Because now I've done what I want to do. But friends, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 24. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to your husbands in everything. And it's clear, your own husband. Sometimes we know how to submit to all other people apart from our husband. But it's also important, you know who your husband is. You are wedded, not simply in a convenient store. You are together. So it's important that we understand that. So what's my appeal to all of us here? Let us put things right. You may be in a family situation where you, your family is not founded on the covenant of God. Get away from that situation. Let's work together on becoming the family that God wants to be. Yes, husband, you feel I'm not sufficient. Remember, your position is given to you by God, but you can learn and become better through what God has given you. There are men and women that can help us to become better. That's why we have the marriage cells and the rest joining in that. And as a wife, you can learn as you fellowship with others. You can learn as you turn to God's word. And as we raise our children. And maybe you're at the age, you're above 18, you are to make your own decision. I want you to aspire to be married 
in the right way. I want you to aspire to have the right qualities of a great leader as a man. I want to have the great qualities as a lady so that when you come together, the name of the Lord will be glorified. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,